Well, hello and welcome all who are listening in at this time to our wee service on this the 13th of September 2020. As always, if you listen in at 10.30am, you'll hear this service live, but abbreviated for there's still no singing in the church hall because of the COVID-19 restrictions. However, once the live feed is over, you'll revert back to the pre-recorded version. And that's got hymns and music that you can sing along to. Well, what a week. After the service last week, you voted in the Reverend Nigel Chicania as the new minister-elect for Kirkgate Parish Church. Isn't that exciting? Hopefully Nigel can be inducted in the not-too-distant future and you can embrace each other in the name of Jesus and carry on into mission with the cross going before the church. I truly feel all the good things God has for you will come to pass and my heart swells in gratitude and love for you and the kindness that you've given to me and Deirdre as we came with you along your way for a period. We will not become strangers though in the future for we left part of our love with you all. But just a wee word of thanks to the nominating committee as well that you set up a couple of years ago. Can I thank them on your behalf as well for the perseverance shown and the prayerful approach to seeking this new minister for you. So thank you. Well, in this month's Kirkgate mentioned other articles from the Reverend James McNay, your interim moderator who helped you all tirelessly along the way and who brought much stability for you over the last few years. Indeed, he was instrumental in bringing me to Kirkgate as your locum. And there's a lovely letter in the magazine from Nigel with pictures of his family. And so for today, I felt I should encourage you once more, for this is a good day, is it not? A good day for dreaming and hoping and praising God in his goodness and mercy. And to that end, let us calm our hearts and minds before the throne of grace and hear the word of the call to worship. Well, it comes from Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Well, I know that uh, on the live service we can't be singing, but if you're listening to this at home, then of course you can sing. And our opening hymn for today finds us in that state of praise. It's CH4 807, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And it's usually used as a doxology, but I think it is so fitting for our opening today. And it's sung for us um, from YouTube, and it's sung by Heidi Nadine. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the 
Shall we join our hearts and minds in prayer? Let us pray. Our prayer of approach and confession is partly inspired by St. Augustine of Hippo, who lived in the 4th century AD. Let us pray. Loving Lord God, we seek more of you today. You are a good God who hears the prayers of your children and who brought forth all of creation that we might delight in it. Father, we openly confess that we love you. And if our love is too weak a thing, grant us to love you more strongly. For we cannot measure our love to know how much it falls short of being sufficient. But let our souls hasten to your embrace and never be turned away until it's hidden in the secret shelter of your presence. And we know that it's not good for us when you are not with us. And when you are only outside us, and so we gather in your presence once more to know you within us, working through us and keeping us in the way of joy. Abba Father, for the times we always forgot that you desired to be with us, forgive us. And for the times we know we should be with you and we ignore you, forgive us. As we worship today together, And virtually, we pray that you will bless us and be close by us as we glorify your name and give you all the honour and praise that we can muster. For there is no one like you, and no one can give the breath of life that you give. And so, Lord God, in all we do and say to establish your kingdom in the hearts of those around us, let us begin by preparing our own hearts by repeating that prayer that Jesus taught when we say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever. Amen. Our Bible reading is taken from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, the 11th book in the New Testament. One word to sum up this epistle is encouragement, and we will use that as our theme in our worship today. Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 to 23, in the New International Version. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Do everything without grumbling. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfil his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labour in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. 
Amen. And may God bless this reading of his holy word. Well, let us sing once more from CH4. It's 562. Through the love of God our Saviour, all will be well. reflection today is entitled The Ways of Encouragement. But what encouraging news we received last Sunday, was it not? Kirkgate has a new minister-elect. Now, Nigel and his young family will come and carry on the journey with you. He will develop ministry and mission. He'll become the shepherd you so needed. And I'm not going to say any more on that score at the moment, for Nigel will have his own thoughts on what shape his ministry will be and how you will all live harmoniously together as a tight-knit Christian community guided by God and encouraging each other on. Encouragement is always needed when we talk of things like perseverance in the faith perseverance to follow in the footsteps of Jesus personally and as a church, perseverance when all seems dark and uncertain, and perseverance when we're feeling tired, even exhausted physically and mentally with the challenges we face. And so why is encouragement so important for us according to the Bible and where will we, where will we see that manifest itself in our daily lives as Christians? How can we encourage those who are questioning the faith or wanting to know more about it? 
or even our brothers and sisters in the church who are weary and flagging, can we come along behind and lift them to carry on, come alongside them and, 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 and encourage them? But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We can read in Hebrews 3 and 13. Or in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 11, it says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just in fact, as you are doing. And throughout Scripture, we see instruction to encourage one another and verses that are meant to encourage us. Now why, as I said, is encouragement emphasized in Scripture? Well, primarily because encouragement is necessary to our walk of faith, isn't it? I mean, perhaps you can remember a person who was a great encourager for you. So how can we find encouragement or be actually be encouragers for others? Well, Paul writes to the church in Philippi, In humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. That's verse 3 and 4. So one we are to care more for others than ourselves. Now that is perhaps one of the most difficult things for you and I to do. But no matter what we say we do, at the end of the day, we still look out for number one. If we're honest about it, we do what Paul tells us not to. And that might be to grudge and to grumble at times, don't we? I mean, look at me, I'm always doing this and that person there does nothing. And so we can truly give more to others in time, our talents, our resources, with humility and good cheer. It can be a very difficult thing to do. It means we must trust in God for all things spiritual and temporal. It means being vulnerable. It means getting involved. We trust in God that his grace is sufficient for us and that we can pour ourselves out just as Jesus did for us on the cross. Yeah, we try, don't we? There have been many great characters in the Bible that humbled themselves before God and humanity. I cannot help thinking of the disciples even in their eventual calling to go and preach the gospel. But we'll come to that. The one that comes to mind, apart from Jesus himself, of course, is that shadow helper Timothy who assisted St. Paul as he languished under house arrest and then in prison in Rome. Timothy. The young man who travelled with him, who now was free to take instruction from the prison to others selfless, selflessly. And Paul praised Timothy for his thoughtfulness to others over his own needs. In the prison epistles of Ephesians, Philipp, Philipp, Philippians, Colossians and Philemon. In them he sends greeting from himself and from brother Timothy who is with him. A young man, Paul says in our passage in verse 20, that he had no one like him. And Paul took the young man under his wing, taught him how to follow in the path of humility in Christ's ways. And now he is an equal brother with Paul, and he is like no one else. For he cares more for others than himself. He cares for their well-being at such a great distance. Christians are called to walk humbly, well beyond the ways of the world, well beyond just being a good person that would help when needed. And perhaps we should be more proactive then and seek out the lost 
those in greatest need in this priority area so entitled of our dross and sulcoats, where we are to pour out ourselves on them as Christ did for us on the cross. Care more for others than self. That is the true way of loving one's neighbour, is it not? In serving in that way, friends, it gives encouragement to others of the faith. For we are talking here of Christians. Paul is writing and preaching to Christians. Or two, do we care deeply for God's church? Or do we throw our hands in the air and desire to walk away? And I know those here in Kirkgate were never going to do that. I speak figuratively of the nation. In verse 2 says, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. And part of the problems for the church in general arises when we decide we will try and stay in a place where God has worked through us in the past. Where we want to do things the way we always did, that used to work by tradition. And where perhaps we should be listening for God's guidance in prayer and through scripture and by keeping one's ear to the ground of how the community around us is moving. But God's spirit doesn't always stay where we would like him to stay. But he beckons us to follow. And we must, if we want encouraged in the faith, to ignore that calling to change and to follow brings the risk of following our own lead and all the futility that that might bring when we see no gain for our labour in the kingdom. I will always say, care more for the church. Bless our brothers and sisters in Christ with our presence among them willingly and graciously, despite of some people's faults and annoyances. It is among Jesus' followers that we come to experience the encouragement within the presence of the Spirit of God. Well, let us then continue to hold the church of God, that's the people, the ecclesia, in reverence and with praise and worship, glorifying the one and only creator of all such a body. Sometimes we maybe want to do that in a building as well. And sometimes we call that the church. And that brings me to another thing that we should find encouragement from, caring much, much more for the gospel message. Paul again in verse 22. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Paul the apostle to the Gentiles tirelessly speaking out the gospel message of Jesus' death and resurrection. The message of salvation and everlasting life in Christ through repentance and belief. The word of God, inerrant and inspired from the pen of many writers, touched by God. None more so than the great apostle Paul who wrote so eloquently and witnessed for Christ despite his trials and deprivations. A message of hope that has been ridiculed for generations. A message of love and peace for humanity that has been ignored and called ancient myth and of no relevance in today's 21st century. Yet we know that Jesus and his teaching, we know that God's creation story, God's salvation plan are the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And so we see great encouragement from those we know who love others more than themselves. 
We see encouragement for those who uphold the church that Jesus birthed through his spirit at Pentecost. We see encouragement through the gospel message that salvation is ours for the asking. Everlasting life is there for all who reach out to Jesus, asking forgiveness and embracing him to their hearts, convinced of his presence even now. If we can embrace all those qualities, those ways of following Christ, then we shall go in the name of the Lord, sent out to love and to care for the souls of the many in our community. I feel that part of the journey coming once more to Kirkgate when Nigel comes to lead, when he takes up his post. Is this mission field with you who follow Jesus? So take encouragement. For because of your grace and patience, your perseverance, your urgent prayers, they have been answered. Go then, continuing on joyfully and with excitement, not grumbling, for what is about to unfold for you. Well, I'm not away yet, but let me just say what joy it was for me to encourage you all and journey some of this way with you, as many have done before. And I in turn have been uplifted instructed and matured in my own faith for being with you. And so remember this, when we care more for others, we prepare our hearts for Christ. When we care about church as in the people, we prepare as an army for Christ. And as we care about the gospel message, we go in the name of Christ. And may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and bring you peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to listen to a short period of reflective music played by Stuart now. So let us come to the Lord with our prayers of intercession. Shall we just join our hearts and minds once more in prayer? Loving Lord God, we bring our prayers for others before you, for there are many things that trouble us in the world today. In this time of COVID restriction, Father, we see a rise once more in the infection. Lord, have mercy on us as we battle with this pandemic and try to save as many lives as we can. We pray for the most vulnerable among us, those with underlying respiratory problems, the elderly and the infirm. Lord God, come close to them that they might be free of anxiety 
and worry about going out. Help them overcome the fear of death and to know that you are with them by your Holy Spirit, bringing peace and comfort for their very souls. Last Thursday, Lord, was Suicide Prevention Day, where the plight of those with mental illness was highlighted. And so we pray for all those young and old who are feeling that that sense of hopelessness, where all seems dark and useless. Loving Lord God, in your great mercy, uplift their minds from such turmoil and save them from themselves, Lord. Help those in positions of counselling to know what to do and to say for every case that comes before them. And we pray for all those charitable and funded institutions that take it upon themselves to stay at the end of the telephone in case a sufferer in trouble should call for help. And we remember all those suffering post-traumatic stress disorder and the devastation that that can bring to a family unit. In all these places of desperation, Holy Spirit, come close and soothe the weary mind and allow peace to come upon your loved ones and those we know who are suffering mental illness. Lord, we pray for peace for our communities in the wake of the terrible stabbings last week in Birmingham. We know there is a great evil stalking our streets at times, but we know also that you protect those who reach out to you. And we pray that your spirit of peace and comfort should travel through our streets and alleyways into every home like a soothing balm that calms the violence, the hidden abuse, the anger lurking behind closed doors. Break those chains of evil, Lord, that we might see peace reigning all over our land. Our hearts sank at the pictures of people arming themselves on the streets of America in a very volatile atmosphere. And so we pray for wisdom for all leaders, especially in America, that they might know how to defuse these situations before we see flashpoints arising. And for all leaders across the world, Lord, there is much for them to do. This modern era is not lacking in toil to try and live in peace and to further the cause of justice. Father, in your mercy, let heaven come down with power and cleanse our world of the darkness we see in every corner, that light and life in Jesus our Lord might reign supreme. Abba Father, St. Augustine once prayed to you thus, Watch, O Lord, with those who wake, or watch or weep this coming night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend your sick ones, O Lord Christ, rest your weary ones, bless your dying ones, soothe your suffering ones, pity your afflicted ones, shield your joyous ones, and for all your love's sake. And so let us bring the names of those we love and those we know who need prayers this day and for the events in the world that trouble us deeply in our time of personal prayer. And so, Father God, we we ask for your spirit to be with those who will count and take this money that's given an offering and distribute it where you see the need to be the most in the furtherance of your kingdom here on earth. And so, Lord God, hear these, the silent prayers and the spoken prayers of our hearts this day, for we pray them in Jesus' special name and for his sake. Amen.
Well, thank you once more for tuning in. I hope you have found a blessing in joining in fellowship today. And so let us be on our way remembering who we are as disciples in Jesus and what he opens our eyes and ears to around us as his church commissioned to serve and speak out for justice as we go, encouraged and uplifted in the faith. Well, our clothing hymn speaks of these sentiments in CH4543, Longing for Light.
let us hear the words of the blessing once more. We go back to 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, and Paul says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with us all now and evermore. Amen.